Are there times you feel your life isn't where you dreamed it would be? Do you wake up and feel like saying, I don't know if this routine is making me happy? Without the freedom to think and direct our own lives, other people do it for us. The point you start to feel off balance is tough. You question your own ability. This podcast will give you fascinating new perspectives, tools and methods from the greatest minds across the world. You'll become part of a global community, meeting people on a journey to invest in themselves first. These perspectives and tools will show you how to unlock your freedom of thought and become the master of your own life. So, let's get started. Welcome to The Shea Show. This is the leading podcast to help you learn incredible new perspectives and become the master of your own life. You can connect with Shay at Shay-Doran.com. For now, open your mind, be present. It's time to begin a new journey to your self-directed life. You got this. Yes, good morning. Good afternoon. Thank you for being here today. If this is your first time listening, then I recommend you head right back to the start after today's episode. We've covered incredible tools that I've learned and practiced over 13 years. So I know they will make a huge difference to you, just like they have to me. They come from great leaders in the world, people like Ray Dalio, Nancy Klein, Tim Ferriss, many more. Today is about perfectionism. Are there tasks you're holding on to because you're worried the standard might slip if you delegate or outsource them? Am I right in saying, at the same time, doing these detailed tasks frustrates you? Well, my friend, that is a sure sign of perfectionism. Today, we'll uncover how you define perfectionism. Is it good? Is it bad? We'll then look at why it happens and the danger it can cause your business growth. As always, followed by what to do about it. I'll be sharing three easy to implement steps that you can start using straight away. So let's get into it. Perfectionism, a person who refuses to accept any standard short of perfection. That's the official dictionary definition, a person who refuses to accept any standard short of perfection. It doesn't sound so bad, right? (laughs) You may be thinking, good, I have high standards. I want my business or my career to demonstrate those high standards. In your life, what has been the rhetoric that you've heard associated with the words, she's a perfectionist? He's so focused on getting it right. They go into loads of detail. Each of these terms can draw up both positive or negative feelings dependent on the stories that you have been told or that you have created in your life. To one person, The term perfectionist is a good trait. To another person, it can mean a bad trait. 
in a book I read recently, Melinda Gates was reading a review from a co-worker and she was reading it out loud in front of her board and it read, she's like Mary fucking Poppins. <laughs> that made me laugh. Mary Poppins is 100% a perfectionist. Does this trait make her a bad person though? You know where you stand. She's good at what she does. She installs discipline. Or is she quite controlling, narrow-minded with only her methods and so polished that she becomes inauthentic and hard to relate to? I've never thought about Mary Poppins on this level until now, though for this episode, she's a great example. So just keep her in mind as we go through the different sides of perfectionism and see if you recognize any of this in yourself. Do you have an inner Mary P? We're going to be exploring perfectionism in the context of business and leadership. What are the positive traits of perfectionism in that world? First up, clarity. Generally, someone named as a perfectionist, whether that is self-described or by others, they're clear on where they want to go and what they want to achieve which means they set clear goals, clear plans, and they're task-orientated. They want to get the job done well, at least in their own mind. A second positive trait, setting high standards. They won't tolerate their definition of poor standards. And this means people around them can increase their own standards of working, either through guidance or fear. They have high standards to aim for. You know, so they or their team aim higher as a result of that, which is great. And then finally, great design. They get into every aspect. They want every detail to be perfect and think about how this could benefit their own product or service, making sure that each part, each bit of the customer experience flows amazingly and delivers on their vision or making sure their clients are delighted through lots of small moments or ease of use. The small things are the massive things when it comes to experience. So that's just three examples that come to mind of positive perfectionism traits. There's many more, loads more, and I'm sure you have some in mind too. Let's go to the dark side. What are the negative traits of perfectionism? Restricting yourself. By definition, holding on to tasks because you believe you'll do them to a higher standard means you are restricting yourself. There's only so much that you can handle or achieve at any one time. So as you progress in your business or career, if you continue to hold on to the same tasks that you started out with, you're not growing. We talk a lot about this in week two of the Mastery Experience, and you can read more about that on the website, shay-doran.com. The second negative trait, restricting others. This one won't come as a surprise. If you are either holding on to tasks or getting involved in every single detail or watching over and constantly checking up, you are restricting others and quite honestly, 
it is going to piss them off. There's guidance and then there's overkill. There's micromanagement. We've all done this before and we've definitely all been on the receiving end of it. And the sad part is that creativity is restricted in this type of environment. And the third one I'll share is limiting business growth. If creativity is restricted, if you're micromanaging tasks, if you're holding on to the tasks you started out with at the very beginning, then guess what? You know it. You're limiting business growth. Would you agree? In order to grow your business, you need time to think differently. And your team or outsource team need the space to absolutely follow your guidance and high standards, though to do it their own way. Without letting go, you're at a point where your business cannot move forward. It's a growth tension point, And this happens to most business owners, 99% of business owners. So now you're not feeling so sure. Perfectionism is always something to be proud of, right? There are times when it serves you and there are times when it absolutely doesn't. How does it happen? How do you become a perfectionist? Is it a character trait you're born with? Can you turn it on and off? If you'd like to understand how to use the Mary P cards to serve you, though also know when it's time to pack it away, then we must understand how it comes about in the first place. And this part now is going to go quite a bit deeper. Of course, there are different extremes of perfectionism. And they are generally formed by your early years and they can be reinforced over time until it becomes a story that you tell yourself. And then you believe it's true and then it becomes your default operating mode. For example, having a parent or a carer who was a perfectionist or they regularly showed disapproval if their kids' efforts were not perfect enough in their eyes. Saying things like, it's good, but try harder. Make sure you're better than last time. Or why can't you be more like X? They're a good kid. Or a parent that pushes you to succeed in every area of your life. If things were rocky at home when you grew up, it may be harder for you to see the outcome of a situation as good. You'll only see it as good when it's perfect. And then this translates into the workplace or when starting your business to fear of disapproval from others. What if people don't like it? Or you feel insecure with yourself? What if I'm not able to become this person, this entrepreneur, this business owner that I have in my mind? What if I'm inadequate, thinking that you're not good enough? And then at the more extreme end of the spectrum, these early year influences can trigger challenges like serious anxiety or OCD. What this shows us is that interestingly, perfectionism is actually a protective mechanism. You're trying hard to protect yourself from failure, from embarrassment, 
from looking bad. And if that's the case, it means we all, all of us have a level of perfectionism within. Because this wanting to protect yourself, not wanting to be vulnerable, is part of our DNA. So take a deep breath in and let it out. Let go if you thought there was something wrong with your levels of perfectionism. You haven't created it yourself. Many other people experience it. Just like many other human traits, happiness, anger, sadness, joy, you are equally able to learn how to tackle the fear of failure, which is resulting in perfectionism. And that brings me nicely to our final section. How do you tackle it? What easy, simple steps can you take to know when to use it and when to lose it? That sounded so cheesy. (laughs) How do you know when perfectionism is going to serve you well and when it's just going to cause issues and limit your growth? Because one thing has become clear. Where perfectionism comes from isn't ideal if you've experienced it at an extreme, though perfectionism in itself is of huge benefit to you, which is great news. It's now simply about learning to use it in the right way. There's loads of different angles that I could cover with this part. I'm going to keep it to talking about how to tackle it through the lens of business, as that's where I have the most experience and results in overcoming it. That's right, I am a self-confessed perfectionist. And isn't it great to know there's nothing wrong with that? I've learned to use it in the right way, and it serves me very well. There are three steps that I'm now going to share with you. And this is just a starting point. I mentioned earlier that cutting down your involvement in day-to-day tasks is a huge part of the mastery experience. So if after these tips, you'd like to take the learning even further and seriously apply it to cut down over 50% of your tasks and just transform the way that you're working to start focusing on growing your business rather than just running your business, head to the website and you'll see a link to the Mastery Experience where you can read more about it. And that 50% of tasks, I promise, is not an understatement. Okay, so first tip. Identify the tasks that you are holding on to, the tasks that you're doing yourself. Grab a pen and paper and start listing down all those tasks that bug you. The ones that you wish, I just don't want to do these anymore. They're frustrating the hell out of me. The ones that take up your time and it's the last thing that you want to be doing. The ones that you're hanging on to because you're worried if anyone else does them, it will be a lower standard and your client won't be happy. Has your client ever told you they need you specifically to do this task or else they won't be happy? I believe for 99% of you, no is the answer. And if no is not the answer, then your client, quite honestly, is being unrealistic. Second step, once you have your tasks down, pick one. Just one. 
It can be the biggest one, a small one. Go for more than one if you're feeling ready. Choose a task that is important in your business and circle it right now. Third step. Ask yourself these three questions. How can I outsource or delegate it? Second question. What needs to happen to maintain the standard of how it's done today? It could be recording a video of how you do the task. It could be one-on-one training. It could be doing a practice run with someone. I'd recommend personally the video option because then you can keep using it for more training. Third question. What are my next three action steps to make this happen? And include in that booking in time to actually do these action steps. Then do it. Get cracking. This is exciting. I'm excited for you to start seeing the difference it makes when you let go of running and when you move into growing. It feels great. And as a final point of calm, I'd like to say, accept that mistakes will happen. It's a part of this journey for everyone else, like it's been a big part of the journey for you and still is today. A good client or team relationship can overcome the absolute majority of mistakes. And the beautiful thing is it often strengthens the bond. Think of a time that a company has resolved something for you in such a great way that you remain loyal to them or you recommend them to this day. Mistakes will happen and that's okay. The most important part is that you're able to grow your business and to do that, you have to let go and then move forward. That's it for this week. If I asked you to think of one perfectionist you're close to, who would that person be? Would hearing this help them in business or in their own life? If the answer is yes, hit share on your podcast platform once this is finished and send it on to help them out. Next Thursday morning, are you ready for this? (laughs) I'll be talking about finance and accounting. Woo! You're thinking, Shay, what the hell? Yes, this is not one of my strong points, I admit. So I have a surprise for you all. Our first ever guest will be joining, Fabian Newton. Fabian is the ex-revenue manager for Uber and now heads up finance at one of Africa's fastest growing startups, Yoko. And I know Fabian through consulting at Yoko and thought he'd be an awesome guest to bring on. Recently, I've asked many online business owners and digital entrepreneurs the question, what part of your business would you love to outsource the most? An overwhelming majority respond with finance within seconds of being asked that question. Anything to do with finance and accounting. So Fabian will be helping break down the challenges you face. He's going to be giving advice and also best practice. Now, his career backs it up. So this is going to be a great session. If you have any particular questions that you'd love for me to ask Fabian, just drop 
an email to shay at shay-doran.com or you'll find me on Instagram at underscore shaydoran. If a finance for small business owners 101 would be helpful to you, I'll see you next Thursday. Thank you and love you all. Go to shay-doran.com to connect with Shay and find out more about becoming a Group X member. 